Lace those boots, throw that title over your shoulder, and stumble to the middle of the ring, because it's time to get double choke slammed by the Brothers of Discussion. Welcome to the second episode. Uh, we're, Mike and I are we're going to go over... Wow, I really turned into a little kid there. Uh, Mike and I are going to go over our Survivor Series thoughts. Uh, yeah, uh, you, you, really, you took about two seconds to broke kayfabe there. Hi! Welcome to Brothers of Discussion. Yeah, listen, you better bring your pot. It's... it's Uh (laughs) All right, Goof, what did you want to talk about today? (laughs) (laughs) Is that that Stone Cold? It's Mickey Mouse? Yeah. (laughs) I like that. All right, yeah, we got another hot week for you. Um, Nothing hurts more than a double choke slam, because then it's like a regular choke slam, but two people hold you. I feel like those are the only choke slams that Kane can do anymore. The double choke slam. That's not I, true. I, if he's fighting someone from NXT, he can also get a choke slam in. It's pretty cool. Oh, oh, that's right. Yep, I forgot. Yeah, it doesn't as work lo- as long as as long as their character needs to be built up. Kane can go to town on that guy. Yeah, he's he can definitely. He's got his his burying powers. Like there's buried alive matches. It's every time an NXT guy fights Kane. It's a barrier career match. <laughs> so. Do you think that they sit there and make the argument when they're writing, like, Kane matches? Like, well, Triple H has fought Kane so many times, there's no way he wouldn't kick him in the balls right when he was going for a choke slam. <laughs> he's got it well scouted. Yeah, he's he's been doing this for years. Triple H could never be choke slammed. <laughs> well, you know, we had a... You know, last our last show, we uh, we did a lot of predictions for Survivor Series, and let me tell I, you, were one, they all wrong? One thing I hate about wrestling podcasts is when the hosts get all the predictions correct. So that's why I love Brothers of Discussion. <laughs> <laughs> we were over seven on the whole card. <laughs> yeah, if you if you wanted someone that was going to sell themselves as overly knowledgeable and looking at it from a you know objective point of view rather than um, you know a <laughs> What we do is as silly wrestling fans that think we know the business. You know, if you wanted that, you got it. You came to the wrong place, uh, brother. brother. You better watch out. <laughs> God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Every single match was wrong. No, we we predicted that um, Brock would win. We got that right. We got Brock. Uh, we got the Shield. <laughs> it wasn't as bleak as we put it. I think really just the main event. We were pretty pretty. We couldn't have been more wrong about. What What's gonna happen at the end of that? Um, we were way off on uh, Elias uh, defeating Matt Hardy. I, I never in a million years did I. Oh jeez. Yeah, come on. Uh, I th- I think we missed that one actually. It was an early sh- it was an early start for us. Uh, so I was used to the typical eight o'clock show, and they they got us with the old seven p.m. Um. Now, when you say Teflon, I know what you're referring to. You know, you're saying he's he's bulletproof. But should we really just be saying that he's Roman Reigns' uh, ring attire? Also made out of Teflon. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. You're Roman. You're Roman's attire. Yeah. Okay. Hashtag Roman attire. That's how strong you are. Uh, <laughs> and you guys want to sound yeah. super cute? No, we can say that. I think that's that's the brothers of discussion. Yeah, Roman attire. <laughs> Nothing's getting through there. Yeah. All right. So look, it, it, you know, I think the night of when we were thinking about doing the podcast would have been just raw hate and raw anger for this goddamn company. <laughs> but let's pump the brakes a little bit. Uh, I mean, Survivor Series even it 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 let us down. All the NXT guys were you know early eliminations. Uh, even Cena was a non-factor in the men's elimination match. Yeah. So what does that tell you? It tells me that they don't care about us. No. What it tells me <laughs> is that I mean this company has a you know they they know the pulse of what we want. You know they gave us Nakamura and Finn for you know about thirty seconds. Yeah. They they know we want to watch that. Uh, you know the the one storyline that needs help. 
like because we, we'd already be interested in any of those nxt guys having like a real oh, you know royal rumble or wrestlemania encounter i know where you're um, going with this and it makes so much sense keep going the one area that really needs some help is the storytelling for Shane, Triple H, and Braun. Um, for their WrestleMania triple threat match. And those those other guys, <laughs> yeah, no, those uh, those other characters, you know, Nakamura, whoever he fights, we're already going to be invested in. Whoever Finn fights at those events, we're already going to be a little yeah, invested in. You're right. So if you're going to use the, you know, use Survivor Series to get over, you know, Triple H as a bad guy finally, you know, because we keep sarcastically cheering for him. (laughs) And I mean, they also kind of gave us a little tease, you know, about how Kurt Angle is an old man with a broken neck. uh, And we need to shut up and get over it that he can't, he just can't fight anymore. So you just give him a little taste. Just give him a little taste. Put him in a tag match. You know. Yeah, and he should. He's got a broken broken neck. Broken freaking neck. Yeah. And I love those those baby blue eyes of Kurt Angle, but gosh, yeah. he, it's over, man. Game yeah. over. When you uh, when you move like the 1989 Batman cowl and you're not wearing a mask that's made of rubber, uh, yeah, there's no Lucius Fox for this. You want to be able to turn your head. That's not gonna be. That's not an option. We don't have Lucius waiting in the wings. Ah, uh, Morgan Freeman impression. Yep. That's pretty good. Yeah, I, in the moment I was really mad, but I storyline-wise, um, that you know, that's the storyline that needed the most help. Those other guys were able to just sell the story on their own. I don't know, your your thoughts on that finish cuz in real quick too. Like that shocked feeling of watching these old guys be the the last, you know, remaining folks as far as Shane yeah. and Triple H. Um you know, the Ortons, um the crowd was stunned too, and uh, just what did we pay for? <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> put it put it this way: if they had let you know our young NXT guys close that match out, that could have been the stand-in and say, "See, we gave you it. We gave you the NXT guys. You know, we gave you the the youth." Um, and I don't I don't want to burn it up on Survivor Series, and I don't think they wanted to give it away at that event either. I I I mean that makes so much sense, but it does. It does put the thought in my head, like, should I, should I spend money on the next show that comes to town? Because what if my show is sacrificed for the sake of storyline, and and then I hate it, and then I sit there on my hands like the Survivor Series fans did, and just kind of moan and groan till Shane McMahon gets pinned, <laughs> Shane fights Triple H and Braun Strowman. Um, no, I. I, I hated that match, uh, and I, I, you're right. I mean, everything you said is a hundred percent right, but it does it does still put that thought in my head. Like, what what if what if I go to the Royal Rumble and I have to watch Jinder Mahal win the Royal Rumble because there's nowhere else to go with his character, and it's like, you know, like if I if I knew going in that it, if someone could tell me Jinder Mahal is going to win this. I would uh, no doubt in my mind I wouldn't go to the go to Philly no. to watch the Royal Rumble. Um, well, it, it, it even if Jinder won, it'd be hashtag anyone but Roman. That's all I'm shooting for every year. Uh, are, are we though? I mean, if it was, I know this isn't where we wanted to go with this, but I, if they could just turn Roman, this is the second time I'm saying this on the podcast. It's not now. gonna happen. If they could just make him a bad guy. No, have him cheat on the Shield. And then I'll I'll be happy for him to beat Brock Lesnar. How would you even turn him heel? He's already wearing just, he's already wearing black ring attire. It can't get just, any blacker. No, he can. He can get so much blacker. Oh my god. Does he like if he does a heel turn, does he just go with all white ring attire? I think you make it red and have Kevin Nash be his manager. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> What if he came out in Shinsuke's jacket? And oh, like as a trophy. Yeah. Yeah, because he killed Shinsuke. That see now the now he's see, a bad now guy. Now we're thinking. No, it's not see? gonna happen. Okay. Um. <laughs> All right, so it's just gonna be. Well, that's see, you're killing my hope. Uh, cause that's what rebellions are built on, Mike. Uh, is hope and. When you tell me I can't have a heel Roman Reigns, I start to I start to question why 
what why would I even think about going to the Royal Rumble? Because obviously Roman's gonna win. He's gonna beat the unbeatable Brock Lesnar and he'll never lose the title. And he's gonna hold on to it for forty years. <sighs> yeah. I mean they'd have to <laughs> first hot take yeah (laughs) Um, just questioning questioning your wrestling fandom oops well let's get back to the we'll get back to the Survivor Series match the the, the conclusion was was very puzzling that you just had the oldest guys in the ring closing out the match Um, right I mean you had that opportunity to make you know do it I know they gave it to us for like a hot second, but let's let's see Finn Balor and Shinsuke, you know, duke it out for the the end of the match. I mean, the last time I was actually excited for the finish of a Survivor Series match, and I'm gonna sound I'm gonna sound silly here because I'm actually gonna bring up Dolph Ziggler, but that was that was probably one of the best endings when Sting came out to cheat, but Dolph had to beat like five guys to win the match. Yeah. That was amazing. That was so great. And then they they let a guy win that at the time people were still rooting for Dolph to, you know, be you know, the old the old underdog given that that good old effort uh for the victory. And then you know, on Sunday it was it was just it was it it felt it felt like I knew this was going to happen the second the match started. Like Shane did not start the match. I as in, as the idiot I am said that he would probably be the first one out at least I hoped and he wasn't and then it just kind of like you just kind of watched as guys went down and you started to see that they don't they didn't really care about you know making that end of the match exciting and as you put it it was, it was about the storyline but <sighs> I think that actually like your example just kind of helps prove my point that they're not about putting over new talent at Survivor Series. That's why they just let Survivor Series be this little bubble. Um, oh, with Dolph winning? Yeah, with Dolph, especially with Dolph <laughs> no, he winning. Can, he can win at Survivor Series. It's... Yeah, no, we don't care about that. That's yeah, fine. you can. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you can pin everybody. We don't care. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably how that gets decided. Uh, does anybody want to win this match? Yeah. Hello? <laughs> Kane? No? Kane? You don't want to? Really? All right. Dolph? All right, Dolph. all right. We'll let Dolph win again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just watching, uh, you know, rewatching the uh, the booking of Survivor Series, the main event, and I forgot that Sammy and Kevin Owens had to get single-handedly beat up by Shane McMahon in a steel chair. <laughs> <laughs> this really was like a just big middle finger see? to all the NXT fans. <laughs> isn't this see? Isn't this making you angry? Shouldn't this make Triple H angry? He spends all that time and effort building these guys up. So Triple Maybe H, I just don't understand the business. Yeah, he gets a hand in booking NXT, but who booked this event? Is that still Vince? Yeah, there's a there's a topic I want to bring up Uh-oh, later so on. First, Probably in the hot in the hot first, tag uh, segment. Hot tag? I, I mean, <clears throat> I guess we could do it like that. We could just throw a hot tag question out there. Yeah, throw a hot tag question out there. All right, hot tag segment. Because we just went through a really rough uh, revisiting (laughs) this terrible match. Let's throw a hot tag in there. Mike, is Finn Balor over? Is Finn Balor over? Uh, Do you mean like... Because of the comment that Vince McMahon made, or at least the alleged comment. The alleged. Ooh, I haven't heard the alleged comment. Let me hear this. he was due for a title run, and uh, Vince pulled pulled the the storyline, or I don't know how you want to put it, pulled the the series of matches out, and Finn Balor will not be doing a title run. And Finn Balor even addressed it on Twitter this past week, where he would tweet out um, his regular tweets, but then capitalize each letter um, in the word over. O V E R. Wow. Yep. And we mean so, we mean uh, like the like the crowd likes him, right? Not like his career and <laughs> his run WWE is over. Oh yeah, like over. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, not not no. Yes. I don't know. Is, he, is Finn he... Balor's career over, yeah. Mike? I don't know. Is that... Maybe he's going to hang out with Neville. I don't know. 
that's that's kind of what uh so that's that's the problem with fans like us is where I, I was reading online this week that we're scared that vince is going to push finn away because I, I i well like you know give me your hot tag answer what's how do you feel is he over you mean like yes. does the crowd give a hoot about finn yes. balor yes uh yes they do uh will he be holding a belt in the near future uh i mean based on the show he's on that would require him defeating brock lesnar uh or potentially now roman <laughs> reigns so i i don't see either of those things happening in the near future uh, <laughs> so um so that was what we were supposed to get at the royal rumble apparently finn balor versus brock lesnar oh my goodness um and, and now it's it's been so that's thrown out. that's what's been nixed out. Yes. Yikes. Um, so that's where the question comes from. Do you think that Finn Balor could have sold this match? That's probably a better way to put it. I don't. Okay. So I don't. Uh, as as a I'm a fan of Finn, um, <clears throat> but I think we've seen what it takes to you know get a good match out of Brock Lesnar, and that's what we got at Survivor <laughs> Series. Uh, Hell yeah, we, got we did. AJ. AJ. I actually thought AJ was going to win at one point. That's how great of a wrestler he is. Brock's got about 100 pounds on, on AJ, um, and AJ still made it seem like, my God, there's a chance. Yep. The whole world was predicting Brock was going to win, and AJ still, we were still on the edge of our seats with those, you know, with the calf crusher, Brock doing the, the incredible dinosaur roar. Ah! Selling that. <laughs> That was one of my favorite moments. I hope that becomes a big meme sensation, like when he was laughing with the Undertaker. Uh, but, um, yeah, if you could do like the T Rex roar from Jurassic Park when <laughs> AJ puts that in, gets the lock in there. Um, so, so what we're implying is, can Finn recreate what the greatest wrestler? And WWE did, and get a great match out of Brock. Because uh, if Brock's got 100 pounds on AJ, he's probably got almost 200 pounds on Finn. Right. Uh, so the plausibility of Finn getting a win is, is even lower. And I don't think he's as... I don't think he's as great as the greatest wrestler in WWE. Uh, so would we watch? Yeah, but, you know, I don't think you can reasonably say it would be anything longer than a you know a squash because it just i based on the way they book brock matches and you know it's they try to make it realistic like yeah it's a gorilla like a real man's not going to beat a gorilla and to have a yeah. slightly petite man who could arguably be in 205 live i i can't <laughs> i can't say that that would be anything more than a like a brock squash um no and and your answer's good enough that you're convincing me because I, I I think if you asked me that question I would have I would have started saying that he's over but you definitely I mean if you look at it from a different perspective like as wrestling fans we really just want to watch Brock destroy another one of our favorites no I mean I, I don't I don't just want to watch him go through our <laughs> our who's who you know right um, you know have him do a one off at Raw and just you know. Just line up all the NXT guys. Let's see him take out Dillinger, you know, Breezango. Let's just see him take out all those guys. Uh, no. <laughs> but I guess I guess that leaves the next question there because I don't think Brock has disappointed us at Royal Rumble. Um, you know, since his, since his return, um, who is going to give him a good match at Royal Rumble? Because they're not going to do a rematch with AJ. Um, so who's next? Who's the next victim for Brock? I think that if, see, now this is where, this is where they have certain guys on the roster where I think, I think they've been especially obedient because if, if just imagine if Kurt Angle ever said anything bad on accident, they'd throw him in that match with Brock and just he'd be dead. They smashes his <laughs> his hard uh, calcified neck. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> just have, maybe that's what he needs. Maybe it's like a 
like a treatment to his neck just to have Brock Lesnar suplex it till it becomes mush again. Yeah, and like then when you reform it. Yeah, like when your shoulder's dislocated, somebody pops it back in. You know, if your yeah. neck's broken, hey, you know, just have a match with Brock. Throw you in the ring. Yeah, he'll, he'll snap <laughs> it back into place. Okay. That's how that works. Um, so, like, I'm, I'm cheating right now because I'm looking at the roster because, uh, you know, I'm looking at the uh, the list here uh, from all the matches uh, and it. It's kind of it's kind of tough to pick anybody that would even have a storyline halfway built to fight Brock Lesnar. Um, I think they really nailed it with with the AJ stuff, because that was, as you said earlier, that's a guy that can lose and we want to see him in so many different fights uh we didn't really need any promos for that and i'd say that was the match i was most excited for but i don't know going through the the roster here it's just i mean you also have to pick who's gonna lose you're not really picking who's gonna fight brock lesnar who's gonna lose to brock lesnar and um you know the list is pretty short that's i mean it's so short that i'm struggling right now to find anybody that makes sense it makes me think too. Like, is Brock even gonna have a title match at the Royal Rumble? Uh, yeah, the options I, are that bleak. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Do, do they sign someone that comes in and and just loses to Brock? Is that a possibility? Yeah, they bring in the Young Bucks for one match. Just get, get nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that would be Triple H squashing both of them. Uh, but uh, what about? Let me let me throw this at you. Because uh, this would be this would be a good way to just get through the Royal Rumble. I and I, I honestly I don't think it's the best option. I'm just the thought just popped in my head. He is a former WWE champion. He's someone that will can lose no problem. Uh, he's out right now with injury, so maybe you could tell me there's no way he could even come back. You say Jeff Hardy, we're canceling the show. All right, I won't say it. But Matt Hardy's brother <laughs> could be. <laughs> A definite option just to loot just to let's throw jeff you know let's let's build up his character throw him in a wwe title match so we can say all right you're legit this also gives us an opportunity to separate matt and jeff so we can get broken matt hardy and then we've got someone that brock could destroy is kind of a hot ticket item for the royal rumble i mean obviously this match doesn't need to be amazing because they'll have the royal rumble to sell the royal rumble um but I, I think it gets you through that pay-per-view. No problem. We don't have to hurt anybody's character because Jeff, again, is uh, Roman attire. He's You'll be fine. Oof. No? Jeff Hardy, huh? I I, I think it works. And it works just to that, that point of we're not hurting anybody else. Uh, too important. I mean, I mean, if it's not that, honestly... And we're just talking like somebody from the Shield, because uh, we already know it's not going to be Finn Balor. Uh, Samoa Joe already looked like a boob fighting Brock. Well, I, um, I think I think I might have one for you. All right, all right. I think I might have one for is this, you. Is this another hot tag segment? No. Okay. Um, I do like hot tags, but in this case, if we're gonna book somebody who can lose to Brock and still be hashtag Roman attire. Um, and he's currently without a title. I'm gonna go with the Miz. I think he's a perfect choice because you already think he's gonna lose. He's already got some some ways he can cheat by bringing in the Miz Taraj just to give you that little glimmer of hope. Um, and again, it's another opportunity where you don't have to have Brock talk because you can let Miz and Heyman do all the talking. Um, I think those would be some really really compelling promos um and obviously when miz eats another loss it's it's still gonna be well miz looked pretty damn tough you know he went up to one-on-one with brock um and it's something where he's you know been the best heel in the company and he's you know definitely earned this opportunity to be in a match for a title um i don't know what are your thoughts on the miz i like it I think the only problem is I feel like if they put someone like The Miz in the match, they would make it a, a quick squash. Like, that's... Especially with The Miz Taraj, like, those guys are, are basically, you know, police officers that would try and keep Stone Cold Steve Austin down. Yeah. Uh, 
in the late '90s. So that's that's their role right now. Uh, so I, I'd be, I don't know. I I I know it would work, and it, it's a great idea. But I I don't like the execution in the match would probably just be a squash. Like that, I feel like that's the best creative could do right now. Is 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 do that that squash match of uh, of Miz and the Miz Taraj. Or at least, I guess, see, that's that's where it doesn't make any sense for me to say that because Jeff Hardy would also probably be a squash. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's, is that a good question? Do we need, do we need something more than a squash considering we'll probably have two yeah. championship matches at the Royal Rumble? Yeah, how much longer can this go on where Brock just, just destroys everybody? Um... I mean, he till WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, till he fights the big dog. Yeah, when Roman Reigns comes in to win the title. Ooh ah, ooh ah. Like I'm actually rooting for Roman in that match because it's this has to end. Like, yeah, <laughs> I just can't destroy the entire roster. Uh, this is, I mean, is this the end of the three-year contract? Ooh ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's he's got a little bit of time left. Um, Okay. You know, maybe get a rematch in there. But, uh, um, yeah, uh, outside of Roman, I I mean, mean, we're kind of jumping ahead here. So are we, are we, do we have any last thoughts on Survivor Series before we already start moving on to the Rumble? And if we move on to the Rumble, we're already skipping that goofy uh, one-off, you know, brand loyal pay-per-view in the middle. But uh, any last thoughts on Survivor Series before we just dedicate most of this show to not Survivor Series? Well, I will say I I really, for the first time, and I don't know if anybody's going to agree with this that listens to this, but for the first time in a really long time, I was I was like excited to see John Cena and Randy Orton in the ring together, yeah. and that was them as like a tag team. And I mentioned it at the time. Uh, Obviously, as a tag team, but you know them in the ring at the same time because I think they were fighting Braun, right? Yeah. So I, I like to me as like an old uh, fan of like Dragon Ball Z, I felt like I felt like we were watching Goku and Vegeta fight together. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I just I guess I guess I just wanted to give that its due because there won't be another instance I think in the near future where I'll be excited to see John and Randy in the ring together. Uh, I'd be happy to see Randy just you know sail off into the sunset for a while john john's still you know he's he's still he's still fun i think he it's because he's he's fully realized what he is i think randy orton still has this inflated idea of himself or or maybe the writers do uh but yeah i like everything else from survivor series i think you put it the best way was it was you know it's it's its own little thing so it's all forgettable it doesn't really push any storylines going forward because We've got all the, you know, yeah, the inner brand conflicts, and it's it's not really you can't you can't move it forward anyway if you're gonna have split brands. So, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, all the again, yeah, it was the bubble. Uh, none of those story exactly, none of those storylines will be moving forward. Um, there were some enjoyable moments. Um, AJ versus Brock was probably the best Brock match since. Um. Probably at least my favorite since, you know, Seth versus Brock versus Cena. Um, and that's just yeah, because that of... pretty great. That's just because of AJ. Um, and then, you know, we did get to see the, the ladies' elimination match. Um, there were there were some bizarre botches in that. Um, particularly yeah. with uh, Nia and Tamina. I think it's just a booking screw-up that I would have, you know, liked to see more of a build to that. Um like they, I wish that they had just told those two ladies to do like, uh, you know, like Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan would always kind of step back, you know. And I think that's it was kind of a cool clash to see the two kind of, you know, brawnier ladies in the division, you know, kind of take a moment to be like, whoa, we've never fought each other. This would be kind of a cool, you know, this yeah. is your Survivor Series moment. Um, and and actually, you bringing up that match too. That should have been our our nod that uh, <laughs> the night wasn't going to really go our way with Becky Lynch being the first one eliminated from that match. Yeah. The reason that I can kind of be okay with that is because that match was just to get Asuka over. 
Um, yeah, no, and, and you know, even while we were watching it, I think you said that too. But it was, <sighs> it's just this idea. Like we gotta, like that's why it was good that we didn't do this right after Survivor Series was over because you just gotta. This is this is a one-off thing. We weren't really gonna build anybody anyway. There weren't any storylines to get going. No, uh, but I think that brings me to my first hot tag question. Nice. All right. So, um, you know, we had this five-on-five five ladies match, which was, you know, pretty good wrestling. Um, yeah. And this week, uh, you know, after Survivor Series on Monday Night Raw and uh, SmackDown, it's not Tuesday Night SmackDown. It's Monday Night Raw, and then the next day is SmackDown. Who knows what comes <laughs> after Monday? Um, and Smackdown we brought back live. some some huge. Uh, female wrestlers uh we brought back Paige on monday and introduced the wwe universe to what i thought was the nxt female cm punk ruby riot um they both had a couple of ladies in their entourage and here's my hot take question they're clearly beefing up the the roster we just dropped six six ladies into it right we had the 10. Wait, that was on Monday Night Raw, right? Yeah, respectively. They both got okay, a new yeah, yeah. rep. Yeah. Um, so we have a five on five. So you got, you know, the 10. Um, you just added six more ladies. And then you also had, you know, Alexa and Charlotte. Um, obviously, those two will probably not be involved with my hot take question. But come January. Oh, shit. Will you be able, because of this, because the roster's not as deep, and it will be a smaller smaller match can you justify doing a real ladies royal rumble or do we get a ladies battle royal oh man like can you justify you know doing entrances and starting out with two ladies in the match and then you know maybe every 60 seconds another lady enters the match something like that can you justify that with the way this roster is constructed and do you can the audience sit through two Royal Rumbles and two different matches of countdowns? Or do you subject the ladies to a watered-down battle royal? I, oh, man. See, the first thing that pops in my head are those dead moments in a Royal Rumble um, where things start to die down. It's between people coming out, and you've got you know, a bunch of people just splayed out in the ring, and there's two guys in the middle doing headlocks. Uh, though, it, I guess, like, to say, can we watch two, two matches that are built the same way in one night? Probably not. Hmm. I, I like to think that if they were going to do that, maybe they do it on a Monday Night Raw or SmackDown to bring in some viewers on their, their USA programming. Um, or maybe I, I don't know, because uh, even there it doesn't really make sense. Um, I guess what I'm getting at is uh, to answer that question is it, it would have it would have to be a battle royal. They they could not they could not do a, you know, I, I don't know how many do you think like fifteen or twenty girls, um, and then have their their entrances like it it would have to be some way it would have to be shrunk down it would have to be like every 30 seconds someone comes out or you know 45 seconds or something like that uh, yeah just i i can't imagine myself because we've gone to so many royal rumbles in a row now i don't know if i could watch two of them i mean there's there's still instances now where we're watching like even survivor series and it's hitting like 11 o'clock and you're like wait when does the main event start <laughs> like yeah, I, like yeah, we've been watching wrestling forever, and it's still it's still sometimes a chore to get through because they do they don't do the best job building up you know these rivalries and these matches, and then man, to ask ask us to sit through two Royal Rumbles in one night, I, I tell you, I'd like to see it, you know, and then like judge it after, obviously, uh, but off the top of my head, I don't I don't know if I could trust I don't know if I could trust them. To get it right, I, I think it would have to be, and I, I don't know if they trust themselves either. With some of the decisions they're making, where they're not taking the chance on on like a Finn Balor fighting Brock Lesnar, like we talked about, I feel like they'd be too afraid to do that. 
I feel like they'd they'd rather just do the battle royal, have that as like their little nod to you know they're making steps forward. Um, I don't know. I, I, like, there's too many instances too where the fans are still chanting "boring," or uh, you know, you get a promo uh, from one of the female wrestlers and nobody's paying attention to it. Like, it's still when you play the eyeball test when it comes to the whole like wrestling as a whole for the female roster. There's there's still there's still things that the fans aren't ready to accept, even though I think you and I are pretty much on board with with everything going down. There's there's still there's still those things that we see while we're watching their matches and their promos where the fans just aren't a hundred percent into it like they are uh when John Cena and Roman Reigns come out. Yeah. Um I would say that I don't know if I've been super duper pumped for a ladies match since they let, you know, like Sasha and Charlotte you do the do the cage match that was yeah. that was incredible um cuz i thought we were going to start seeing the ladies be uh, you know part of all the gimmick matches um i do kind of like your idea to put it on a monday night raw and have it like main event raw um yeah like yeah they got, then you have programming for the last hour of the show i th- yeah yeah but as far as doing a battle royal um i think that even it's almost like uh um, kind of burying all the ladies like you're you're not quite important enough to have your own royal rumble event um but i mean the i think the roster's deep enough you could get away with it um you know i mean like you know we went through that pay-per-view we still had the 10 ladies involved at the uh, ladies in the title match you still had people like you know mickey james on the bench you had dana brooke on the bench um you know, you could still find some legends. You know, this would be an opportunity to get a, you know, like a Lita in there just for a minute. Um, yeah. Maybe if it's even something where, you know, you you really book it like, you know, first time ever. You know, we're going to start out with a ladies Royal Rumble match. Um, and maybe have that start the show. Um, if you could do one experiment... I think it's worth just just giving it a shot because I think the you know to like start that match with like a you know start it out with like a Becky Lynch you know because that's you know that's like starting it out with like a like a Dolph or a Jericho you know where you're invested in the what's going on with the wrestling yeah um, I just think it would be cool to kind of get you know that that build up. Um, it's, you know, and all the all the ladies trying to take out like a Tamina, trying to take out a Nia Jax, and then like as far as getting a Nia over, you know, like for a big WrestleMania female match, and finally get her her. How has she never held the belt, by the way? Um, yeah. You know, I. But that- as far as you know, they keep giving the monsters the belts. Um, you know, if you want to go to Brock, if you want to go to, you know, NXT. Um, you know, with our our buddies down there, the uh, they're not tag team champions anymore. But uh, um, Akum and uh, gosh, what is his brother's name? Oh, uppercut me here. So much for hosting a wrestling podcast. What is Akum's brother's <laughs> name? Um, <laughs> you're just gonna leave me out to dry, huh? Yep. You're just gonna um... let me. Uh, should we... We're gonna need a hot tag here to recover from this this awful moment here. <laughs> I can't type and hold my microphone. What is that guy's name? <laughs> <laughs> We're frantically looking it up here. <laughs> um, come on, I got Paul Ellinger. He's part of the Authors of Pain. Uh, Razor. How could I not think of the guy who sounds like a Ninja Turtle bad guy? <laughs> come on, Razor. <laughs> You know the monsters work, and I was I was just hoping Nia would get her shot. That's all. Um, no, I, well I I will say that could still be accomplished with a battle royal. Um, but I know it is time consuming with all the entrances. Um, yeah. But you are like but, you do bring but, up a good point though. Like this, that would be an opportunity for you know, I mean if you have. You have uh, Mickey James in there, and then maybe Trish Stratus makes you know, like maybe she's knocked out everybody, and then Trish Stratus comes out as like a surprise entrance, like or entrant. That would be, 
That would actually, you know, that I think that would light up the crowd. I think that would, you know, well, throw in some pops. Like that that would be the important thing is that they they take the time to schedule, you know, when guys are coming in just like they do in in the, you know, the regular Royal Rumble. Well, yeah, you know what was so interesting with like the um they did that NXT ladies tournament. Um and part of that, you know, part of the interest in that was all the matches had you know, weight to them. So how cool would it be in that build-up to that first ever ladies rumble where the there's actually qualifying matches to get in there? Um, you know, because then it's not just, you know, those awful, like, hair-pulling storylines or most of the time there isn't even a storyline. You know, now it's, my God, I want to be part of the first, you know, ladies royal rumble to maybe, you know, get a huge title shot at WrestleMania. That, that would be cool. And that would be weeks of um, ladies matches being relevant. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that was... I'm going to tell you, I, I went back to SmackDown to see what was going on. Yeah. And the next episode for Handmaid's Tale started for me, so I was really thrown off here when I... <laughs> <laughs> so I apologize that you said that, and then I was looking at uh, one of the characters in the hospital with her bandage around her waist. Uh, so I was like, whoa, what happened with the... <laughs> Man, they're really uh, hardcore. Yeah, yeah, hardcore. Took a turn here for the. Speaking of making changes on the female roster, (laughs) Jesus. Um. Um. So yeah, that just scared the shit out of me. (laughs) Oh gosh. Well, getting back on. I'm I'm only I'm only halfway through that, so it's. That was a good show. You remember? I did. Yeah. We don't want to talk too much about it. Um. That's that's just a good show. Uh. But. uh, We'll get back on track here. One thing that uh, you know we're excited about, you know, Paige making her comeback. Um, you know, I'm excited yeah. for Ruby Riot. Um, now, do you think that there is a possibility of a? Uh, so let let's say they're building up the roster for the Royal Rumble, right? Right. I I I don't I don't know why they don't do this more often and stop picking guys up or just outright releasing people. But let's talk about like a shorter term contract with the WWE and then sending people back down to NXT. And and I think you still have an opportunity there to find like an like a level of entertainment value of someone coming back to NXT and making another push for titles where I I don't I don't know if I I mean maybe I just don't know Ruby Riot enough um and she's probably had a long career and deserves a shot. Uh, but I still think it would mean something if, you know, she was here, uh, for what, six months and then goes back to NXT and then maybe that's another opportunity to, to like build, build a character. I mean, it's, it's kind of the same idea of when you don't have enough room on your roster in a professional sports league, uh, and you gotta get, you know, some guys coming back from injury and send them down to the minors so you can get get some swings in or you know like uh in in the, the nba sending guys to the d league so that they're not just sitting on the bench game after game you know it's just i don't i don't know if there's enough time in their schedule uh, enough room on the roster to to fill up this the you know especially on the women's side where there's there's people like alicia fox who already i don't know don't really get a lot of airtime or, or, you know, it wouldn't even have to be Alicia. Uh, you look at Naomi who, you know, sometimes it's questionable with, with uh, her, her clumsy um, performances that she gets, she gets a lot of time, but then she was the champion and now I kind of feel like she's disappeared. And then the Raw versus SmackDown thing started and she showed up again. So I, I guess, I guess the argument I'm making is, um, you know, I, can this work if we do these short-term contracts and then start sending people back to NXT once, you know, once once what we needed them for is all set, uh, so we don't have to just keep forcing new wrestlers down everybody's throat, and then we're just releasing people that you know might might be good wrestlers, but that we just didn't have the time to build them up. Ooh, so let's load it. So you, because uh, I know you like trying to. Uh, worm some NHL questions in there. So you want to start putting these wrestlers on two-way contracts? Uh, I guess that's one way to put it. I, I was still thinking six months in the WWE and then, 
you know, like they have an understanding that they're going back to NXT after that. And it, I think it's it's a good way to build up NXT too. So then your your takeover has people that were fighting in WWE and have come back and it's uh, like they've served their purpose. They can they can actually promote it as, you know, they're going back to fight for the title. They can't go back to NXT and not fight for the title. Um you know, it wouldn't be anything where they'd start from the bottom at NXT, but I, I still think I think there's a way to do that, promote it properly so that you're not killing NXT and you're not killing that character. But there's just there's there's too many people on these rosters, like to just keep throwing in more and more faces and seeing if it sticks. Yeah, I well okay. Um like as far as NXT being considered the minor leagues, that's that's what would make me hesitate from sending people down. That means you're going to be looking at you know less TV time because uh, those shows are every week or only an hour. Um, yeah, you know it would be it would be you know giving those NXT folks something to do. You know, like if someone like um, uh, I like a you know like a Sami Zayn went back down. You know, it's like a you know best of NXT kind of deal, but. That really feels like it would be a career step back. You know, like, you can imagine it for someone like Sami Zayn or like a Tyler Breeze because, you know, those guys haven't had a lot of WWE success, but yeah. the reason it feels like a step back is, can you really imagine like a Charlotte or like a Seth Rollins going back to NXT? I, like, okay, so... Those names, I wouldn't send back. But when you look at a Ruby Riot, I think that's a name that you could send back down. Because I, I still don't see that everything's been played out in regards to... I mean, Sasha Banks has barely been a heel. And how long has she... It's been two years now, right? She's been... They've been wrestling or that, you know, maybe a little over two years since that SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, I mean... And Becky Lynch held the title once at SmackDown, and, and I think she's due for a few more reigns. Um, so do you, do you, you know, mean guess... that you really want them to go back to NXT, or you you want them to be in a position where they can actually be in the spotlight, which seems easier to do in a smaller pond? Well, the issue the issue is that these rosters are, are loaded already, and and now you have to make the choice of who's who are you going to release. Uh, because you're trying to push these other new NXT superstars instead of just having that flexibility of sending someone down. Hmm. It almost seems like, you know, we can't really give you, you know, time on cable. We'll give you time on the network. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, if they're calling up, they're giving Paige a call who, you know, she was... Shouldn't leave on bad terms, but shouldn't leave on awesome terms. And now she's, you know, immediately in the spotlight. She gets her own little you right. know, sidekicks. Um, I mean, is she just coming back for to be like Asuka fodder? No, I, I mean that's actually that's kind of where my head is at. That's where I think these problems are starting. Where it's like, did was this roster thin enough that we needed to add Paige and two cronies? I think it was. All right. I think if you know you're doing that elimination match, you know, like when they did the, uh, you know, the the women's draft, and it was basically it was pretty much that Survivor Series. It was you know pretty much five on five, you know, and then there's a couple of ladies you know on the sidelines who didn't quite make it, who weren't quite ready. Um, yeah, and I guess with the ladies, they're just have... trying to throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. Like they, you know, yeah. try to go. They they. Oof, man, did they hit the lottery when they got Alexa Bliss and she's just, you know, a wonderkind on the on the microphone and in the ring. Because um, she was nothing in NXT. She didn't win titles. Um, did she, I don't even know if she got a real legitimate title match. Uh, and they called her up. She did. Did she hold the title briefly? I don't. I don't think she ever did. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she just came up and she's just her own little little entity there. Um, but I mean, you know, outside of Alexa, you know, Carmella hasn't done a whole lot. She did get to kind of win the Money in the Bank 
you know, after Ellsworth did, then they had to apologize and give it to her again. Uh, Dana <laughs> Dana Brooke hasn't really done anything. Um, I don't know. I I know that there's a there's a there's an interest in seeing Paige in the ring. Um, you know, she proved herself in NXT. She won that title. She won a she won a main roster title. Um, Ruby Riot. I think they're giving her a shot because she's she's pretty good on the mic. Um, and they need to find a way to start selling interest in these, you know, women's matches. I mean, everything makes sense. I just, and I guess I just come back to what my main worry was, was, uh, just, you know, I mean, we saw Emma get released and I never thought she was terrible. I don't know if it was like a fight or difference of opinion between creative and Emma, but now, you know, now she's gone. And then, you know, the frustrations don't necessarily come from, you know, I'm getting all these title shots and I get all this mic time. So screw this place. It comes from a loaded roster and there isn't enough space for everybody. And you have to be content with, you know, I'm, I'm on, you know, pre SmackDown or pre raw or after SmackDown, after raw, uh, I'm only on live events. Uh, I don't get put into the survivor series match you know, I I guess it to me it just looks like it's another setup for casualties, but um, and the timing is a little weird, and that like both shows both added a three lady faction led by a female that's not you know like the the bronzed blonde look that they're both kind of the you know fair complexion you know dark hair uh, yeah it's a little weird that they both did the exact same uh, method of. <laughs> putting these new ladies in the in the show uh yeah if you missed monday well we kind of did it again tuesday you know uh <laughs> so high hopes for for Paige and uh ruby um will they be fodder i don't know i know that they're both you know pretty pretty compelling characters um yeah, yeah high hopes but uh i i hope this leads to like a ladies rumble and again we know that you know how feasible that is with real entrances and things like that probably not very high but we can hope we can hope but uh like kind of moving on from that i think we'd be remiss if uh the brothers of discussion didn't talk about another huge brothers combination uh, that debuted this past monday the bludgeon brothers oh yeah (laughs) rowan and harper i did get to see that finally holy mackerel (laughs) Holy mackerel, what a cool idea, and maybe the worst ring attire I've ever seen. What? What were they wearing? Alright, <laughs> <laughs> that, nothing, like, is, is that weird could be more exciting. I, uh, I really hope, God, I really hope this just doesn't turn into another team that gets, like, even though they have chemistry, they have the stature, uh, that they can actually push this tag team oh my gosh yeah i'm super pumped but i gotta say during that entrance you know like i knew i kind of knew it was them coming out and then they had the huge hammers and then to borrow from roman reigns again i was like ooh, and then you know like the lights came on and showed their attire and i was like ah (laughs) what is that um but yeah i love those two guys i love that uh uh harper's still keeping the sexy hair i like that um (laughs) You know, instead of calling the wild man look, he's got it kind of pulled back. You know, he's in control, you know. Um, yeah, I can see yeah, they those definitely, guys winning uh, the tag titles. Why not? I'm sure their shirts were a little too tight, though. Definitely had the love handles. Uh. <laughs> hey, more to love, man. Good good for them. I'm pumped. Um, is, that, uh, is that a team that you can see holding the belts? It might not be something that's going to happen right away. It's definitely guys with the size that could actually – you know they could push real quick and it's it's very believable i think we all it's been it hasn't been so much time that we don't remember uh what these two can do to a roster so i i I think it it could just work out uh it could work out perfectly that you throw these guys in right away but um where does shelton benjamin go from there because it does feel like they're building up that tag team um I, I know there's there's you know there's enough room, but then we're also then I'm then I have to be content with Breezango never getting another title shot either. Yep, that SmackDown tag roster just too deep, too many hot teams out there. 
Well, I've got my own personal agenda with Breezango. I, I, I think they deserve a better, a better shot. But uh, I guess they get the job done with just being a comedy act too. Uh, but what do you think? Yeah, I think this is going to be a team that um, you can definitely give the belts to for a while. Because um, I don't know if people want to watch the Usos for forever. Um, so then the only issue is how do you get the belts off of the Usos? Um, and that's where, you know, like a Shelton Benjamin and a, you know, a Chad Gable come in, uh, you know, they can win it as a face and then the Bludgeon Brothers come in and, you know, actually get to sustain a, a title reign. So, you know, you, you give both teams a shot, but I think the Bludgeon Brothers, that's, that's a money tag team because they're intimidating. They're, they're really good in the ring. And then hopefully, hopefully we get to hear some, uh, cause Luke is no longer Luke Harper. He's, he's just Harper. Eric Rowan is no longer nice. Eric Rowan. He's just Rowan. Hopefully we get some more Harper promos out of this, because I remember him being pretty creepy with Bray Wyatt. <laughs> so I'm hoping, you know, we get uh, we get some, some big money promos out of this. Uh, it means we get to see Shelton Benjamin hold gold for five seconds before uh, the Bludgeon Brothers come in with their, their big hammers of justice. Yeah, it's looking good. I, I like seeing those two on my TV, and... Uh, it's kind of cool that they're their own legitimate entity now instead of just two dudes with full names. They actually have a tag team name. <laughs> but uh, real quick here, oh, I'm going to throw another yeah. hot tag question at you. And this one we're going to go in the pop culture realm just as a reference. Um, I know we've referenced a few movies, but very recently a huge movie has come out. And while we're talking about tag teams, right? Because we're really yeah. excited about the Bludgeon Brothers. have been going into the pop culture realm here. Justice League. Yes. Very recently came out. Right? This is Batman. It's Superman. It's Wonder Woman. Flash. Cyborg. Oh man, are we gonna build our Justice League? We are not gonna build our Justice League. Uh this oh. movie was a complete disaster. Everybody hated it. Yeah. And it seems like can't miss talent. You've got Superman. You've who's the most powerful superhero of all time. You've got Batman, you know, the world's greatest detective. You've got Wonder Woman. She wears super sexist outfits and still beats up crime. Like, good for her. Uh, and then you've got the, the rest of them. So, here's my question. <laughs> Hot tag question. Yeah. Justice League was a can't-miss tag team that flopped. Give me a WWE tag team that you're shocked never quite made it. Or never quite, you know, should have, you know, got as high as they could have been. Like, Justice League. Well, I, I'm struggling because... Like, I don't want to go too recent because, I mean, it, it would make sense to, like, now that they're getting rebuilt because Harper and Rowan actually would have been a great answer. And I, I, I if I go back in time, it's pretty lame for me to go, like, as the kid version of me, I would have loved to have seen more Rock and Sock Connection. And that was that seemed to be a one pay-per-view, and then they came back and did another pay-per-view. It's hard to go back and remember the teams that never won a title. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's or at least tough... yeah, maybe they got a like a sustained run. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, and and I just wanted to see them last forever. Yeah. Um. <sighs> <laughs> I gotta keep. Well, I gotta I'll... keep stumping you on these hot tag questions. But yeah, go ahead. Uh, I guess I mean you could you could go to like Kane and X Pac was always fun. I, I thought that was interesting. Like uh, they never, they never failed to have like like a, like it was sort of comedic. Kind of like you know what? It's kind of like Kane and Daniel Bryan too. Like you just have you got the little guy with the big red machine, um, and you, you could just easily play off that that dynamic. So I guess I know I know they played it off um, where they they betrayed Kane and Kane lost his buddy X Pac. Um, but I remember, I like, I would tune into Sunday Night Heat just to watch those matches. I, I never really liked X-Pac, but when he was tagging with Kane, that was always fun. And then they did win the titles, but then, you know, there was that betrayal, and it I, I it happened way too quick, because I think they only had, like, a couple pay-per-views where they were buddies, and then it was even, you know, not, not even... Gosh, it had to be just a few months that, you know, X-Pac... Betrayed him, left the ring, and left Kane hanging. 
And it, it did make it fun, though. I, I remember the storyline after that was just Kane beating the crap out of X-Pac and, and DX, and that, that was fun uh, to see him get his revenge. But, um, yeah, I guess I guess if it wasn't even that one, then I'd, I'd go back to, to Kane and Daniel Bryan, and that, that was... That was fun to watch too. That was probably uh, built more off of how how great Daniel Bryan was, and like how like it was kind of like subtly he actually knew how to work the mic, even though I think we all kind of agree on a whole he's he's terrible, but because he's so bad, yeah. he could make it work. <laughs> so, and I, I I've I listened to him on a podcast this week, sort of admit as much where he he knew he wasn't that great on the mic, but. Uh, people would give him that shot on the mic because he was that that amazing in the ring. So if if <laughs> if he could just work, uh, you know, if, if he worked through the awareness of how bad he was, uh, they they definitely made those promos work. Yeah. And um, you know, and their matches were were fun to watch too. Um, but I'm also biased because I I love I loved Kane growing up because I I had to be, you know, you you and I. Um, older and younger brother it's the, it's the same thing where I, I had to side with like luigi um i guess i always had to be robin if we were doing batman and robin i know they're not brothers but in a sense uh you know a tag team yeah <laughs> so that was it was kane and undertaker and obviously they've got their play uh so now i'm, I'm just thinking back to all the stuff that kane did and how much how much uh how much more i would have liked to have seen him go out there and, and win a few more titles yeah, uh, Kane. I, I definitely he's every year I I, I predict that he's going to win the Rumble because one of these years he's got to win it before he's dead. Uh, yeah, I love <laughs> that guy so much. Um, and I wanted to take this in a different route. I'm glad you went with Kane plus fill in the blank um, because that that is a star-studded team. Just having Kane, you know, to be the muscle in your group. Yeah, um, I'm really glad you didn't go with like an Ascension. Um, because that's not, you know, a super duper team. Because I wanted to, it should be somebody you're super duper hot for. And that's why my pick for yeah. this answer was uh, Ms. Dow. Yeah. The crowd loved that experience. Um, you know, they were funny. They, I don't know if they wrestled the, the greatest matches of all time, but man, the crowd was just. Just dying for these two guys to be successful forever. Um, yeah. And then you know, especially with you know Damian Sandow being released, you know that definitely feels like it's something that uh, you know quite it kind of missed the mark. And maybe with a little, a little bit different writing, you know, it could have been something where you know that those two guys are are both still in the company instead of you know just Miz. Um. So that's yeah. that's one of my favorite great lost tag teams. Um, no, I, I th- there was nothing more fun than to, 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 you know, just cheer because Miz was getting beat up and then Sandow was getting beat up on the side of the ring by himself. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean it, that that act was was amazing, uh, and and it, I, I can't remember how exactly it went down, but I know, I know it ended just with that. They obviously it was too quick, but then they they had to go in that route of you know. As if, as if Damien Sandow was getting sick of that, and it, it just—I I feel like it didn't even make sense. Like, you know, you pull, you pull back. Uh, yeah. If, if memory serves, what happened is I think Miz and Sandow, both their mothers' names were Martha, and then they ended up breaking up for some—I don't know. It, it, it was so <laughs> contrived. It was, it was awful. It, it ended too soon, and then sure enough, right after, you know, Sandow was gone out of our, out of our lives. Um, well, you kind of you kind of hope that they're 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 gonna make creative decisions that in in some way they're connected to like what the fans want, and especially when you're breaking up a tag team. But I I don't think there was a person in the world that was thinking, man, I can't wait for this tag team to end. Like, right? It's just it, it was it was poorly timed, and it's I don't know. I, I guess if if you're not doing something crazy. Like Michael's, uh, Shawn Michaels uh, kicking Janetti, and it's just uh, like you're building a superstar when you do that. Um, Seth Rollins, you know, smashing Roman and Dean with the chair. 
you built you build a, a champion, a legit champion for for a very long time. When you have Damian Sandow do that to the Miz, all that did was bring both of them crashing down to the bottom of the roster. When you throw guys to the bottom of the roster, it it just you lose any sense of excitement and it's just you know it it's it's the wrong way to go um i, I guess that's just my reason for kind of my I, I, agreeing with you is that it ended way too soon uh which is the whole point of the question but um yeah they 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 really screwed that they they screwed the pooch on that um with that mike um we've we've held our audience uh captive now for an hour and almost 10 minutes you mean captivated um, captivated yeah all right right uh i guess so <laughs> uh well uh we'll thank everybody for listening to the uh the second episode i hope you enjoyed uh, the first one as well to get us uh, get everybody psyched up for survivor series uh, if you have a, a topic you want to uh, to discuss with us or you want us to discuss on the show, uh, feel free to find us on, on Twitter. Uh, we are at uh, Brothers of Discussion. And uh, we have uh, an email at, at Gmail. That's uh, Brothers of Discussion Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to connect. And uh, we, we'd love to connect with you and figure out what you, uh, what you like, what you don't like. And, of course... Uh, if you found us here on SoundCloud, find us on iTunes and uh, give us a review. Let us, uh, again, know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, and how we can improve the show for you. Mike, any uh, last thought? Well, no, I mean, uh, you know, we love wrestling. Uh, if you're listening to this, we know you do too. And, uh, you know, here's to the future. You know, maybe Survivor Series wasn't as booked as we'd like, but, uh, you know, they, they have a pulse. Again, we're going to say it again. They have a pulse on what we're interested in. That's why they gave us just a taste. Just a couple of crumbs of our NXT guys battling it out. Um, so here's looking to the future. Hopefully things are, are looking bright for... Uh, Fingers crossed. Yeah, for the dudes, for the ladies, too. And, uh, yeah. Another exciting episode of Brothers of Discussion. And we're excited to have you guys listen to us next time. Yep, thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Bye.